Hi, I'm Laura Allen. And I'm Liv Austin. And between us, we are a songwriter, actor, singer, producer, and the hosts of My Amazing Mess, a podcast where we talk to creatives who are right in the middle of developing their own unique careers. They are totally honest with us about what it takes to pursue their dream job, the exciting highs, the disheartening lows, and and the the amazing mess that is everything in between. It's Friday, that means it's time for Messy Musings. We don't have all the answers, but we ask the questions anyway. Liv Austin. Laura Allen. Oh, I wanted to switch it around this week. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) What are we talking about this week, Liv? We are talking about choosing your focus. Hmm, Interesting. I feel like this is going to tie in with uh, the value of time a little bit. Do you? Mm, Totally, yeah. It's. It, I think every. To be fair, everything we talk about, I always want to relate it to another episode that we've spoken about because it's all interlinked. But absolutely, I think yeah, choosing your focus is is definitely important. I have found. What about you? How how do you find that? I think what it means to me is to kind of stop and ask yourself what your focus actually is instead of what you think it is. Does that make sense? I feel like yeah. sometimes if you are a certain thing if you do a certain thing then you think that you have to uh know loads about this and that to do with your profession but maybe actually you can allow yourself to narrow it down a bit more totally it's a bit like i guess doing a phd in something you know i lived with a, a flatmate of mine um who was doing a phd and only knew was writing this huge huge paper on like a, a year in art history <laughs> just one year because to be that masterful of knowledge on one thing you have to go into the fine details so much more than I would ever think I would have thought you know being a, a PhD in something you'd have to know absolutely everything that there is to know about art history but you find that a lot in quiz shows don't you that people they have their their thing that they know about and that's what makes them good and and a master in what they do yeah and if you just look at I see this often with um, musicians for instance if they have this one thing that people know that they do they're always going to be the go-to it's like oh she plays cello I know I know that girl that plays cello let's get her in and uh, you know you can kind of go well how often do you need to play cello? And maybe there are more useful instruments. But if you are the person that people think of for that one thing that you do and that you've narrowed in on and perfected, then that can be extremely valuable. I totally find that I uh, sometimes, if not most of the time, I'm putting my focus in all the wrong areas. Hmm. I've definitely come across that even when I've been speaking to people who then ask me but what about the other thing that you were doing and what's happened to that and and then I start to think oh now I've put my focus on something else that for me feels important and is important but have I lost momentum on something else that was more important or possibly had more of drive going in one direction and I've let the ball drop on it so I do find keeping focused is a challenge I find I am more focused in situ almost so if if I am working on a show and I'm choreographing things if we are there to choreograph I'm very focused on just that one thing where I'm less focused is when I'm left to my own devices to juggle a zillion balls in the air and I have no idea what to focus on first because it all needs to be done but when am I going to start 
so yeah i find that um i am better when i have a, a time in a day to do something and focus on that thing to do do you do you find that as well yeah that really resonates with me uh one example is songwriting you know when you have a co-write you have sent loads of messages back and forth what about this date what about the 14th oh I can't do the 14th what about the 15th and you've worked so hard to to meet up so when you do you're gonna get a song like you're gonna spend that time writing a song whereas if I sit down for myself oh I've got a day or half a day free I'm gonna oh I'm gonna start a song but it's just like uh, and then also I'm gonna oh yeah I forgot this song and then I start playing the piano and I get distracted you don't do that when there's something else, uh, somebody else in the room because you're, you know, their time is precious and all that sort of stuff. So I guess, yeah, because I wanted to ask you, like, how do you try and, and, and focus in on one thing? And I think you kind of answer that in saying that, you know, you put yourself in that situ, that like you work with other people, you have a day when you do this and you can't be messing around then because other people are involved. So... How do we do that then when it is just us? How do you focus that in? I found for me, I've said this, I think in the the previous series that the thing, one of the main things I've learned over the last year is to set a date. And it's, it's such a small thing and you can't always set a date for everything that you're doing. But if you have a goal and an end date in mind, it does just for me focus the mind a bit in, in it. I can then break that date down into what do I need to have achieved by that date? You know, it might not be that by that date I am playing on a Western stage. Um, but what are the steps I can take to get there? It keeps the focus going, I, I suppose. I wonder how many people listening and, and you as well live with, for me, the the joy why I wanted to be an actor is the rehearsal room which is why I love theatre just that bit more than screen personally is I love being in a rehearsal room that is the time where you get to without guilt focus really focus on what it is you want to achieve what it is you're doing how you're going to how you're going to find a character or how you're going to put a dance number together and every the focus that's in a rehearsal room and the the thoughts that are left outside the rehearsal room which is I was always a firm believer that what is inside the rehearsal room stays in there and personal life is is out of the door so that's what I love I'm maybe I'm sure that there are musicians maybe this is how you unwind and and focus is when you are at your piano and you're you're writing and that is your rehearsal room I don't know what do you have a kind of mirrored image of that yeah I guess I try to do this for myself definitely where I uh set you know, a task for the day, that today this is what I need to get done and it's like a working day. And I think this this is what I've learned now with, you know, valuing my time and all that, kind of tying that in, is to set like a, a finish time to the working day, just like any other working person would do. So, you know, a five or a six o'clock, then the day is done because then it makes me kind of go, oh, I've just got to do this all day. Instead, I just go, oh, I've got to till six and then I'm off and then I can make myself some dinner and watch TV or whatever. And so I know that that time is set to do that. And I kind of, I love a to-do list. I love a realistic to-do list. I still, you know, I'm still learning to make realistic to-do lists so I don't disappoint myself at the end of the day. It's like, you know, I have the the big to-do list with stuff that needs to be done at some point, but then I also try and make to-do list for myself for the day and then you kind of have to look at like well realistically from nine till six like what will I get done 
and so so that is is a way of doing it kind of just going like this is the office you know whether it's sitting in front of the piano or whether it's doing um editing or whether it's uh admin work for, for for my career it's like this this is what i'm doing today and just kind of not just give yourself i love i love the the date and the deadline absolutely really works too but also the end time of that particular day yeah to kind sure. of just make the steps smaller um, so it's not just like I have to finish this you know I'm I'm working on a script now which again telling other people that you're doing it as well because I've, I've been talking to you about this and just kind of holding yourself accountable but what I'm doing I made it so big for it's like oh I'm, I'm gonna sit and work on it for two hours and then you're like oh two hours it just sounds like such a long time but then now I go I'm gonna write one scene today and then it might take two hours <laughs> But I've just said to do one, one scene. scene. And that seems so doable. It's like, well, I can write one scene. If I can't do that, then it's never going to happen. So it just seems so small that I can do it, even if the same time is actually spent doing it. So it kind of those ways of getting around your own monkey brain, as we've, you know, talk, mm-hmm. talking about the, the chimp paradox and stuff, of, of how you make it sound like not as hard work. <laughs> you know we're such lazy beings I know but that's <laughs> but the I'm, thing it's I'm like... with you on the to-do lists or I mean the the best moment I remember from doing the sitcom was the night before we started filming and I was I've never been so anxious I don't think I was kind of I'd, I'd written to everybody I'd sent a call sheet out and the moment that they all did turn up in the right one place at the right time was a bit of a miracle but the night before I had on my notes you can make that little tick circle that orange tick circle and I I, I the amount of open tabs that I had of of notes and I went through them and they were all ticked in orange and then I was like well everything is done everything has been set up so that we can now film this and it's going to be what it is so I'm totally with you to-do lists whatever way you work find find something whether it's a to-do list or you know I don't know how how what other options there are to kind of tick things off but it makes me feel so accomplished <laughs> that yeah. I actually achieved what I set out to do for that day or that week or Exactly, like whether it's a to-do list or allocating time, allocating hours, or or giving yourself a a deadline to to finish it. Also, I wanted to say, you know, like you you using that uh, example of the rehearsal room, um, because that's when you go in and you just do that. You can't bring other stuff into the rehearsal room. You can't be like, oh yeah, sorry, I'm just like emailing other people about my music career or whatever you've got to just be there 100 percent. and so we should we should kind of think of everything that we do in that way it's like it's okay to have other projects that you put down outside the room so to speak figuratively or or, or literally and it's like okay well right now it's this project like like now that we're recording this podcast we're not doing anything else we've closed the door the tape is rolling you know is we're just doing this we can't be somewhere else and we're putting all the other stuff aside and then we press stop and then we go back and do that and it's like it's a it's okay to have loads of different irons in the fire but you can leave some of those irons in the fire for a bit they can take it yeah I think as well it's hard as a self-employed single person that's trying to achieve something themselves but what I've found is having a team to delegate is a great way to make sure that the things that you're focusing on are the right things it's hard I don't know I don't have the answer and I'd be so interested to see if anyone has any good ideas but just of finding a way 
even with this podcast is such a good example of on my own with the everything else I had going on in my life it wasn't going to happen it never made it out and to team up with somebody that can share the and we can both focus on what it is that we need to do to make this happen is such an, a rewarding thing because then it actually exists and you can actually have said that you've done it and you've you've teamed up with someone that you actually enjoy working with as well so yeah I would I would always advise if you find anybody that you can bounce off of whether it's even just someone to sit opposite of in a cafe and and do your own work that can sometimes be really great to just focus in on right I'm going to do this today and you're going to make sure that before I finish this cup of tea it's done you know that that kind of teamwork is so helpful in such a lonely environment very very nice yeah and and team like you say doesn't have to mean have a a pa and a uh, financial manager you know it can mean, you mean you're not either of those for me I thought you were my oh, PA I, and financial absolutely yeah <laughs> we need to have a meeting about this oh. <laughs> uh, but you know you you probably know loads of people who are really organized or great with spreadsheets or kind of just be like can could you do this favor for me could you help me out with you know s- some people will say they're terrible they're great with ideas but they're terrible at being organized so maybe get together with somebody who's organized so they can help you actually get that idea finished realistically like how long is it going to take what do I need to do every day just know what your strengths are and then maybe have just your friends like your family whatever have them be your team and help you out so that you can focus on what you're good at and what you're actually enjoying doing as well so you don't feel like you became a creative to follow your dream and then you just sat doing the stuff that you don't actually enjoy. Totally. And I know it's really easy for us to say, eh, team up with all the people. But if you don't know anyone that around you is doing the same sort of stuff as you, there are so many over in the UK anyway, there's meetups. I know and I I joined a few thinking I'd have time in my day to actually go to some of them. But I always get notified of kind of communal working mornings that you just go and everyone sits around with their own stuff to do. But just in a bit of a work environment it's for those self-employed people so there are some there are things out there to to keep your focus going I think yeah just try and go there see if it helps you see if you just come across people that you might want to team up with in in some capacity next week we are talking to Rebecca Walker who is a very accomplished choreographer and director I could list out all the amazing people she's worked with but I suggest you just come back next Monday and listen to our episode with Rebecca Walker you do not want to miss it see you then Hello, it's Laura here. We are in between our episodes of My Amazing Mess. And while you're waiting for the next one to come out, we love to send you over to some other podcasts to check them out. This week, we want to send you over to have a listen to Stuff You Should Know. It's hosted by Chuck Bryan and Josh Clark. And this is a great one for while you're making and having your breakfast. The two hosts educate themselves on really completely random facts and do each episode trying to teach each other about new topics. It's a really good one if you want to step outside of your own career and just learn about something completely new. It's really funny, really easygoing and a great one for one of those relaxing podcast sessions. You can find Stuff You Should Know on all podcast streaming sites. Head on over to them, have a listen and comment and let them know that we've sent you over. 